Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Wisdom on Wheels podcast. I am Steve Johnson, and I have a lot going on tomorrow and tonight. It is currently, at this time, about 12.30 a.m. almost, and I'm just now getting to this. But I have a lot to do. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> my, 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 my corona. No, I don't really have coronavirus. I just I watched that video again, and it made me laugh. So, anyway... Um, <laughs> Um, for those of you that don't know the My Sharona song, there was a My Corona parody of it that's really funny. And so now every time I cough, I kind of do that. But um, anyway, <laughs> um, the um, I got a lot going on here. I've got uh, stuff I need to do around the apartment. I need to get it cleaned up a little bit. I'm going to go look at another apartment tomorrow. Um, not look at another apartment, but try to get the application submitted f- for it. Um, gotta try to get to the store so I can, uh, hang out with, uh, the, with all the other, uh, false alarmists that are out there freaking out because they bought into all this climate change-esque crapola on coronavirus. And, um, cause the hysteria is about the same amount and the end result of the reality will probably be the same. <laughs> but, um, anyway, um, I don't want to say too much about that cause then this podcast isn't going to be about the Bible. It's going to turn into my, uh, latest soapbox about the nonsense going on in our entire planet. So... Rather than do that, I'm just going to go ahead and get started on this. I'm going to try to knock a couple of these out uh, today. Uh, we'll see how that goes. So let me pull up my Bible here. And I've got Galaxy on my lap now, so we are definitely all ready to go. Because I can't start doing this until I have Galaxy on my lap. Right, Galaxy? Yeah. So, Okay. Um, we're doing Joshua chapter one, and we're going to try to go to chapter four on this podcast. We'll see what happens. Um, so here we go. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord, uh, the Lord spoke to, uh, hold on one second, let me, sorry, let me, uh. Do one more thing here that needs to be done. So I can do this properly. Sorry about that. I would pause this, but then you wouldn't get to hear me try to think out loud like I'm doing right now. And then you would miss out on how exciting it is to hear me try to think out loud while I'm talking about something else. Okay, here we go. Joshua chapter 1 through 4. After the death of... uh, I'm reading from the New King James Version right now. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise. 
Go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness and from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the great, to the toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. These are some verses we need to hear right now, for sure. First of all, one quick comment I want to say about the Israel thing. The land of Israel that God gave to um, the Israelites. Even at Israel's zenith, at their their golden age, during the time of the United Kingdom of Israel, when we had King Saul and King uh, David and King Solomon, even when they occupied the most land, they didn't even have something. They might have had something like a tenth of everything God promised them. They will not get the full realization of what belongs to them. Or they won't get the full. They will not fully realize and get everything that belongs to them until the millennial kingdom. Because right now, the land of Israel is so tiny, what they currently possess. It's I've heard it compared, I think, to something like the state of New Jersey here in the United States. That's how small of, an, of a land mass Israel occupies. And they're surrounded by enemies on every side, yet God continues to watch out for them. And their leaders, uh, some of them at least, are making good decisions, have made good decisions to make them... Uh, very strong militarily and they are an outpost of freedom in the Middle East except for now that they're wanting to track people with their cell phone data so they can track the spooky wooky uh, coronavirus but uh, anyway uh, <laughs> there I go again my bad all right so anyway these are some words we need to hear right now this is God speaking. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. God is not going to leave us or forsake us, as long as we are walking with him. <clears throat> That's true as a country. That's true as individuals. Be strong and of good courage. Verse 6. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to your fathers to give them. Only, here it is again, be strong and very courageous. Reminds me of a 80's Michael W. Smith song, Be Strong and Courageous. That you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. So don't just be strong for strength's sake and just don't be courageous for courage's sake, but be strong and courageous to do everything that's in God's word, basically. Do not turn from it. This is our key, not only to getting our sound mind back, 
or your sound mind back if you're freaking out. This is the key to blessing. This is the key to recovery. This is the key to getting ourselves back on track better, hopefully, than we were before this happened. Because we sure weren't on track before this started. And we need to... This is what national repentance is all about. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. So don't turn to the right or to the left away from God's word. Stay focused on that. Keep that in your scope. Aim for that target. Whatever you're doing in life, wherever you are right now, whatever you're doing from this day forward, keep the word of God in your scope. Study it. Learn it. Read it. Well, I don't know what it says about this. Read it. Study it. And don't just read what somebody else says about it. Don't just listen to what somebody else says about it. Like me. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you're listening. Please keep listening. But don't stop there. Read commentaries. Great. Read them. Don't stop there. Check everything out in the Bible for yourself. Get on some kind of a reading plan of, or something where you're reading God's Word every day so that you can be equipped. You know what it says. And so then when you read or hear something, either in secular media or television or radio or from a Christian or from Christian circles that maybe isn't theologically, doesn't stand up or whatever, keep reading this and let the Bible be your final guide and authority. Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. How much do you talk about God's word? But you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So, what's the key to being prosperous and having good success? I'll give you a hint. It's not a $2 trillion stimulus package, but it is by having the book of the law not depart from your mouth. But meditating on it day and night. So you're talking about it all the time and you're thinking about it all the time. And you're doing it all the time. There you go. It's real. That's quite simple. When it comes to the Bible, talk about it, think about it, and do it. And don't stop any of those. That There's your keys for success right there. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage? He says that again. That was a third time now. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Except when the media is talking about coronavirus. Nope, do not be afraid. Except when we're talking about a recession. Nope, do not be afraid. Except when we might be talking about a potential global depression. Nope, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord... uh, For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Even if you get out there with all those other people that got Corona cooties. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. 
You don't have to freak out. You don't have to go buy up all the meat and all the milk and all the bread and all the toilet paper. It'll be fine. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp, and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. What land is God giving you to possess in your life? What is he preparing you to go possess in your life? Do you know how to find it if you don't know? And to the Reubenites and Gadites and half the tribe of Manasseh, Joshua spoke, saying, Remember the word which Moses the servant of the Lord commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is giving you rest and is giving you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan. But you shall pass before your brethren armed, all your mighty men of valor, and help them until the Lord has given your brethren rest as he gave you, and they also have taken possession of the land which the Lord their God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and enjoy it, which Moses the Lord's servant gave you on this side of the Jordan toward the sunrise. Okay, and um, so I had to do something real quick, and that time I did pause it. Um, now i got to find my place. Okay. Verse 16, so they answered Joshua, saying, All that you command us we will do, and wherever you send us we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so we will heed you. Only the Lord your God will be with you and He was with, as he was with Moses. So the Israelites are saying, Hey, we're all in with you. Okay, all right. Sounds good. I'm sure they won't have any problems and I'm sure they will always obey God without question or error or anything else. Whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words in all that you command him shall be put to death. Ooh. So they're saying, hey, you know what? Whoever doesn't listen to Joshua, let's kill him. Only be strong and of good courage. All right. That's some commitment right there. Like I said, I'm sure they won't have any problems keeping it. Chapter 2. Now Joshua, the son of Nun. I wonder if she wore a habit or whatever those things are. You know, the little things that the nuns wear on themselves that, you know, make them look like penguins. Um, the, anyway, um, sorry about that. Uh, now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia, from Acacia Grove to spy secretly. I shouldn't have said that, but I did. Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight 
from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it happened as the gate was being shut when it was dark that the men went out. When the men, Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. So basically Rahab the harlot lies to the people that are coming and looking for the Israelite spies. But she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them with the stalks of flax which she had laid in order on the in order on the roof. Then the men pursued them by the road to the Jordan to the fords, and as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Now before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land that the terror of you has fallen on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as... <coughs> <clears throat> Man, excuse me. Mm. I got something in my throat. I was eating some tortilla chips earlier, and I've got a crumb <clears throat> that seems to want to keep hanging around my throat area, and it keeps making me want to cough. <sighs> Good thing I didn't do this when I was out tomorrow, or somebody called a police and say I was trying to infect everybody or something. Anyway, uh, chapter 2, verse 11, And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Not out of admiration, I assure you. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. When God is on your side... And nothing can stand in your way. Your enemies can have reactions just like that. Now therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness. And now we have a divine in the middle of this. Man, I should have went to bed, but oh well, here we go. Now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me, this is still Rahab talking to the two spies, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show me kindness to my father's house and give me a true token and spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. So the men answered her, Our lives for yours, if none of you tell this business of ours. And it shall be, when the Lord has given us this land, that we will deal kindly and truly with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall. And she said to them, Get to the mountain, 
lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward, you may go your way. So, something here it's worth mentioning. Rahab was a prostitute. Not exactly very high on the moral standards department. She was a liar. She lied to the people of her own country who were looking for the Israelite spies. But she looked out for the people of God, the Israelites. I will bless those who bless you, Genesis 12, 3, and I will curse those that curse you. The end does not justify the means, but sometimes the end can... Uh, it's not always worth the means either, but sometimes the end, at least temporarily, can overshadow the means. And what I mean by that is that doesn't mean we can do whatever we want and be okay morally, but God still looked with favor and mercy upon Rahab because she honored Yahweh and his people. In the same way, we need to honor the people of God, the Israelites. We need to bless them. And we see a lesson here of God's character that, yes, he is a consuming fire. Yes, he is holy. Yes, he expects us to obey his laws. He is also merciful and kind, especially to those that are merciful and kind. So, take that for what it's worth. So the men said to her, We will be blameless of this oath of yours, which you made us swear. Unless when we come into the land, you bind this, this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to your own home. So it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head, and we will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him and if you tell this business of ours then we will be free from your oath which you made us swear so basically try a scarlet linen around your uh your place so that we can find you and don't tell anybody what we did here and if you or about our agreement and if you do then we are free from it that's part of the deal then she said, according to your words, so be it. So she agrees to the terms of their um, negotiation, if you will. And she sent them away, and they departed. And she bound the scarlet cord in the window. They departed and went to the mountain and stayed there three days until the pursuers returned. 
The pursuers sought them all along the way, but did not find them. So the two men returned, descended from the mountain, and crossed over, and they came to Joshua, the son of Nun, and told him all that had befallen them. And they said to Joshua, Truly the Lord has delivered all the land into our hands, for indeed all the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted because of us. Chapter 3 Israel crosses the Jordan. Then Joshua rose early in the morning. Uh, don't care for that too much. I'm, I'm, a night, I'm a night owl and I like to sleep late when I can. And they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about two thousand cubits by measure, do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. We want to see the Lord do wonders among us, right? We want to see him miraculously come through for us, economically, medically, health-wise, socially, all those things, right? <coughs> then we need to do our part by sanctifying ourselves in preparation. Then Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. Like how they did that, just... There we go. And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel. Do you want to be exalted? Do we, do we want to be exalted? Obey like they did. That they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And there's the reason for it. God will exalt us, not just so we can go, Ha ha, look at me. But so we in turn can or so in turn the Lord can be exalted by exalting his people you shall command the priests who bear the ark of the covenant saying when you have come to the edge of the water of the Jordan you shall stand in the Jordan so Joshua said to the children of Israel come here and hear the words of the Lord your God and Joshua said by this you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Perizzites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Jebusites and the Coronaites and the Mediaites and the Toilet Paperites and the Shortageites and the Oh Woe Is Meites and Oh What's Going to Happenites. All those ites God can get rid of. Verse 11, chapter 3 of the book of Joshua. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into the Jordan. Now, therefore, take for yourselves twelve men from the, tw from the tribes of Israel, one man from every tribe. And it shall come to pass, as 
soon as the soles of your feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off, the waters that come down from upstream, and they shall stand as a heap. So it was when the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as those who bore the Ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests who bore the Ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest, that the waters which came down from upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zertan. So the waters that went down into the sea of Arabah, the salt sea, failed and were cut off, and the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground and in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. That is a truly miraculous miracle, and just because I read that a little quick doesn't mean you should skim over that and just go ho-hum. God parted the waters just as he did for the Israelites when they um, were escaping Egypt and had to cross the Red Sea. We read these stories so quick sometimes, like I just did, for time's sake. And we really, if you get the chance, just take some time, maybe when this is over, to think about this is not just some story. This isn't just some book. These are historical events that we are reading. The God of the universe who created us parted a river here and before that parted the Red Sea for his people to walk across. He parted the Red Sea and the Jordan River for his people to cross. Imagine that in your mind. And then remember that that happened on the very planet that we are on right now. Don't just skim over these things. Chapter 4. And it came to pass, when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. So get two, twelve stones from as you're crossing, so that from where the water parted. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place, were you lost tonight? Oh, man, I did again. I keep yawning. Sorry about that. I'm not bored. I'm just a little tired, that's all. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel 
forever. And the children of Israel did so, just as Joshua commanded, and took up twelve stones from the midst of the Jordan. As the Lord had spoken to Joshua, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, and carried them over with them to the place where they lodged, and laid them down there. Then Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood, and they are there to this day. It's quite a memorial. <laughs> Verse 10, their memorial days sure weren't boring. <laughs> um, so the priests who bore the ark stood in the midst of the Jordan until everything was finished that the Lord had commanded Joshua to speak to the people according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua. And the people hurried and crossed over. Then it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over that the ark of the Lord and the priests crossed over in the presence of the people. And the men of Reuben and the men of Gad and half the tribe of Manasseh crossed over armed before the children of Israel as, Mo as Moses had spoken to them. About 40,000 prepared for war crossed over before the Lord for battle to the plains of Jericho. It's a lot of people. On that day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel. Why? Because he honored God. Remember those keys. Talk about it, think about it, do it all the time. Talk about God's word, think about God's word, do God's word all the time. And you will prosper and will be exalted. On that day, verse 14, chapter 4, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they feared him as they had feared Moses all the days of his life. Then the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Command the priests who bear the ark of the testimony to come up from the Jordan. Joshua therefore commanded the priests, saying, Come up from the Jordan. And it came to pass, when the priests who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord had come from the midst of the Jordan, and the soles of the priests' feet touched the dry land, that the waters of the Jordan returned to their place, and overflowed all its banks as before. Now the people came up from the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month, and they camped in Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal. Then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in, what, in time to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea. That's funny. I think I just said that earlier, which he dried up to which he dried up before us until we crossed over that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord. So why did God do this? Why did he bless Israel so much? Why did he do all these miraculous things for them that all the peoples of the earth may know? the hand of the Lord that is mighty, that it is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Why would God bless you and do things in your life? What is the reason for blessing ultimately? That all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty. Do you know? Are you, not, not just do you intellectually know, are you confident in know your knowledge that the Lord's hand is mighty. If you are, 
then fear the Lord your God forever. Don't fear a virus. Don't fear a panic. Don't fear a recession. Don't fear a depression. Don't fear all the people on Facebook going, If you don't take this seriously, then you're part of the problem. Don't listen to all that stuff. Live for the audience of one, not the audience of Facebook and Twitter. And relatives and friends or whatever. Live for the audience of one. Fear the Lord your God. Remember what I said? This is going to become a life principle for me, I think. When I said this the other day, this has really stuck with me. And this is going to become something that I might harp on for the rest of my life. Anything you fear, you give power to. We should fear, you know, FDR. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. Almost. (laughs) Because this last verse here, Joshua 4.24, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. We are to fear Yahweh. We are to fear God. Not as like somebody is shaking and trembling like he's going to hurt us. But fear him in that we have a reverent awe and deep respect for his omnipotent power and his glory and an appreciation for all that he has done, is doing, and will do. That's the kind of fear of God that we need to have. We need not fear man beast, government, but I repeat myself, (laughs) fear God and serve him only. So that is the end. I think I just burped into the microphone. My bad. Hang on one second. There we go. There we go. Okay, you definitely did not want to hear that. So anyway, that is the end of this particular episode of the Wisdom on Wheels podcast of Joshua chapter 1 through 4 for 2020. No, not 2020. Yeah, for yeah, this is 2020. Duh. Okay, so let's, let's go to prayer and then we'll end this one. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for um, your word. I pray that we will never take it for granted. As long as we are rich in your word, we are truly rich. I ask that you would continue to give all of our leaders wisdom. I ask that you be with President Trump. I ask that you would give him courage to stand strong and to make all the right decisions, regardless of what people around him might be saying. I pray that you will give him the courage and the strength to stay the course and to do the right thing even if he is facing a lot of backlash for it. I pray for all the people listening to this that you will well, okay, Jesus, you are our Prince of Peace. I pray that you will be the Prince of Peace in the lives of every individual person.
listening to this right now. I pray for myself that tomorrow I will get everything done that I need to get done. And I pray for your will to be done in all of it. And I pray uh, for your peace about it. Going forward, just as I pray for peace for our country and for the world. And I pray all this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you all very much again. Look forward to hearing from you all soon, hopefully. God bless.